The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good evening, Rifters. This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake. And today we're here to talk to you about combat balance. Hey Nathan, what's balance? Well, balance is basically um, having, in this case, combat balance is having both sides have relatively equal terms. So like um, the enemy and the player sides have relatively equal power. Um, or balance could mean that based on what's going to happen for the rest of the day, the overall amount of enemies that the players are going to deal with is going to be survivable as long as they don't do anything incredibly, incredibly stupid. Like what kind of stupid things? Okay, I would say like um, stupid as in where, for example, that is someone who has been very clearly made to be someone who is incredibly more powerful than them and they continue attacking this incredibly powerful person and yeah. Yes, for all that we're going to be talking today about how to balance combat, it is also a very important thing to keep in mind that there are a number of confrontations that you may not want to become a combat encounter. So while you are setting up such things, please be careful that even if you are setting up an encounter that you know the party isn't supposed to fight, there is a saying, if it has stats, we can kill it. And players do that a lot. So it is an important thing to keep in mind. If you do ever build a character and have that person in front of your PCs, be aware that there's a good chance your players will try to kill them whether or not they're supposed to. But anyway, that being said, combat balance is a very important topic in D&D and really just does revolve around not being unfair to players. As much as even people like me want to talk about the realistic style of gameplay for a D&D game, of having the big open world, at the end of the day, if you have your characters stumble across a nest of dragons, you want to be sure that either A, 
this is a massively high-level party that can deal with such a thing. Or B, it is clear to the players that they're not supposed to fight this. Yeah, you can't exactly blame the DM when he's like, So, in the ice-torn mountains, there's a nest of incredibly powerful dragons and you don't want to go there. And some, and they go there. some kind wizard or bard who passed through even left a sign, Dragons Ahead written in common and draconic and dwarven and elvish so you've no excuse and blood <laughs> well that's material not language it, that was a joke but okay <laughs> never argue my logic <laughs> no i'm kidding always argue it's fun anyway so yeah so then we mentioned that what combat balance is is trying to just create a fair encounter basically in that if you put something in front of your party the player expectation to you is that it is something that they can handle, that it is fair. So whether that is something you as the DM necessarily want, it is one of those important steps of just understanding the mindset between player and DM. Even though for all of the charts that I'll be talking about, all of the details and numbers that go into combat balance, it is very important that just there is... Another of the just basic rules of D&D, for as much planning as a DM does, players can and will wreck your plans. I can personally speak for that on multiple counts. So, um, let me give a couple examples, shall we, from the show, straight from the show. First one uh, that comes to mind is uh, the, the drow uh, arachnomancer. She was not supposed to be something that the players were supposed to kill, and they, she was supposed to be like, yeah... Ooh, big scary person. Let's run. Oh no, this is scary. Let's run. And that did not happen. Uh, they murdered her in a rather spectacular uh, way that surprised me greatly. Yeah, that's honestly one of the very difficult things that you have to do as a DM is having to get across to your players when something is out of their league, when they do stumble into such a situation. And I think with my growing experience over the course of the show, I, I think I've come to understand how to do that better, which is don't even ever bring it into a combat situation. Because if you if, if you can keep it to narrative, so say that you, you just keep it to uh, theater of the mind and play it out in role play, you can keep them from actually getting to the point where you have stats on the table, hands off, you have to follow those rules, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that is definitely a point. So we've gone already into examples. So let's uh, go back to the start and go into a little more detail of what we're actually talking about here. So we talked about the definition of combat balance, and we even gave a few do's and do nots. But I just do want to hammer in one point before we get into the how. And that is, why is combat balance important? And I already talked about it, but I just want to repeat myself because this is important. Any time you put something in front of your players, they expect it to be something that they can handle. And if you ever intend to deviate from that, make sure they know that. Having rocks fall, everybody dies will leave no one happy. So that being said, there are many, many ways on how to balance combat. So we're going to split this up a bit, I think. So the main ways to balance combat is by either using a combat calculator, which I'll talk about in more detail in a moment, 
or just kind of winging it. So, Nathan, let's start with you. How do you balance a combat encounter? So, generally speaking, I use a combat calculator because I don't have the sheer amount of experience that some other DMs do in regards to what actually will work in a situation. So, generally how it works is I'm thinking of a scenario that I want to play out. So, like, uh, let's say, oh, yeah, in the Underdark, yeah, you're going to fight a bunch of drow. Um, okay, what drow? And that's where I work off of, uh, work off from. And basically, I type out and look for a bunch of relevant creatures and monsters. And then I use those creatures that I do find and see whether the calculator says, okay, it's balanced or not. That's how I typically work off it. And typically, uh, when, when actually at the table, what I do is to fine tune it. I tend to be, try to, try to use narrative, um, to manage the situation from getting to out of control, which doesn't always work. Yeah, balance is one of those things that's really tricky because, well, actually, before I go into the Remy rant of the issues I have, let me say this instead. This is one of those odd times where you'd think that as the logic-based person that I would use the calculator and Nathan is the one who would go by gut more often than not. This is the opposite for once. I actually have a strong dislike of the combat calculators. And to really understand why that is, let me actually go over what I'm talking about when I say those two things, either going by gut or using a combat calculator. In the Dungeon Master's Guide, starting on page 82, I believe, yes, there is a beautiful chart that really begins a detailed explanation of how to balance a combat encounter. There are a couple of pages there in the book that says if you have this many people in the party and you're facing against this many creatures and this combat uh, challenge rating, this CR of creatures, that this is how much experience all of it gives for the sake of calculating how dangerous would be an easy fight or how dangerous is a deadly fight in terms of the experience of the creatures arrayed against you all. And it is a beautifully built chart and system to calculate how easy, medium, hard, or deadly each encounter is. And many, many websites have built free calculators using this formula from the book to calculate, ah, if you have, you know, five level five people in a party, then this is the amount of experience that can be arrayed against them that they can just blow through easily. And this is the amount that higher than this, and it is potentially deadly to one or more of the party. And it is, again, really a well-made system. And the fact that they actually do take action economy even into it by having a multiplier of the difficulty based on how many creatures are arrayed against you, it is a great system. The problem that I have is that it gives an average. So there are builds that like rock, paper, scissors, you know, a magic user can just melt somebody in armor. Someone in armor can just squash a magic user. You know, there is that kind of circle of life depending on distance, depending on armor, depending on hit points, depending on resistances and immunities, potentially depending on, you know, special traits or powers that the individuals might have. There are so many factors that affect the balance of combat that it is impossible to take all of them into account when designing an encounter. So 
even though in theory you can have something that on paper, oh yes, you know, sending three fire elementals against a party this strong would be balanced. On the other hand, a creature like a fire elemental does automatic damage that generally doesn't even have anything that you can do about it. There's no save for some of the automatic damage that triggers. So when there are multiple creatures that do automatic damage, it is a far more challenging fight than what it says on paper. So figuring out the details, the quirks of the various monsters and powers and spells and abilities that are all out there in D&D is a massive, massive undertaking. So with all of that being said, the combat calculator, I feel, is incredibly helpful to give you an idea of what is a balanced encounter. But there kind of has to be a little bit of going with your gut to really tweak it to not cause a rocks fall, everyone dies scenario by accident. Yeah. So both Nathan and I in the past have used the combat calculator quite a lot to just go over, oh, okay, if this, then that. It's honestly just kind of a fun thing to poke around with to get an idea of, oh, okay, according to the calculator, this is a balance against this. This is balanced against them. And just thinking, oh, at various levels, what is dangerous to who? Like you could even poke around in these calculators to see, oh, okay, a challenge encounter that is deadly to a first level party could actually be easy to someone once they get to fourth level or higher and just seeing how in theory the balance changes over time as characters and monsters get stronger is very valuable knowledge to a dm so getting a feel for how the calculator does its balance and getting a feel for how the abilities affect that balance together is what truly gives valuable experience to a dungeon master Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Here, start as slow as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we'll be able to chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.